0: Way back in the beginning of this podcast, I talked all about the five marketing pillars, the five areas that were going to provide the foundation for all of the work we were going to do. I urged you to figure out your restaurant's identity, then to find your audience. I then invited you to figure out who your competition was, and then finally to differentiate yourself from those competitors. And I said the way to do that, the way to create separation is to ask yourself, What are the stories only we can tell? By figuring out what the unique perspective is that you have to offer, what interesting stories you're telling, and then to lean into them, to learn how to magnify them. And this week, I'm gonna tell you my story. And I'm gonna use that to explain why stories matter, and then help you find ways to tell great stories about your restaurant. This, I promise, is gonna be a fun one. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world, those who see, those who can see when shown, and those who will never see. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for everyone in the middle. Hey everyone, welcome back. I want to thank you again for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and of course, this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly marketing podcast dedicated entirely to chefs and restaurant owners. Each week, I choose a different topic. We explore that topic. We pick it apart. Hopefully, we come across some useful insights by the end, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the concepts we talk about here on the show. So this is episode number 21. And today we're going to talk all about storytelling. In order to illustrate my point, I thought I would take this opportunity to tell you a bit more about me, uh, how I got started in hospitality, how I transitioned into marketing for hospitality, uh, what I do now, where I'm going, and what all of that has to do with marketing your restaurant. So I grew up in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Uh, I went to school there in Center City, Philadelphia, and then I moved here to New York City in 2003 uh, actually to pursue a career in theater. I started out as an actor, and then I moved into directing and producing and eventually writing, which is what I do now. I have a full-time collaborator, a writing partner, uh, and at the moment we're working on three different projects. Um, it's been a long journey that got me to where I am now. It's been um, unsettling and, uh, and exciting and stressful, uh, but I wouldn't change any of it because, uh, because of what I'm able to do now. I'm sure many of you listening uh, have similar stories. Um, The places where you uh, wound up uh, weren't at all where you thought you were going when you started. Um, But that is the way I think life goes for a lot of us. Like many unemployed actors, when I first got to the city, uh, I just went and found a job waiting tables. Um, Actually, that's a lie. I started hosting for $10 an hour, and because I couldn't pay my rent on $10 an hour, um, I quickly uh, figured out a way to wiggle my way into a server position, uh, which then paid much better. That first restaurant job eventually led to other jobs, and soon I made my way into restaurant management. So first as a floor manager, and then as a service director, and then a maitre d', and then finally I settled in as a captain in a three-star restaurant here in New York City. And so, over the past 16 years, I'd somehow found a way to balance these two parallel careers, one in hospitality and the other in the arts. And for a while, I, um, I worked really hard to keep those two worlds separate. In 2015, though, uh, everything changed. Um, what happened in 2015? Two things. First and foremost, my son was born. And as the saying goes, kids change everything. I'm sure uh, all you parents out there uh, would certainly agree that certainly was true for me. All of a sudden, overnight, my priority shifted and I was suddenly determined to get out of restaurants. At least to save myself from the daily grind, from the long hours on my feet. I wanted more flexibility and ultimately uh, more time with my family. I also wanted more time to write, to uh, to do the stuff that I was uh, that I was also really passionate about. So, what else happened in 2015? Instagram blew up, and our industry hasn't been the same since. So in 2015, I looked around, and suddenly restaurants uh, needed a steady stream of high-quality content. Uh, They needed someone who could provide that content. And then most importantly, they needed someone knowledgeable who could manage their social presence. I had already started transitioning into the back office of the restaurant where I'd been working, so I was already starting to learn a lot about marketing. Plus, photography had long been a hobby of mine, um, so there I was at this, uh, at this junction in my life. My business, uh, it's Chip Close Creative, it's an agency that I run here in the city. Now, that business started when I figured out a way to merge my two worlds, the creative on one side and the restaurant life on the other, and all of a sudden they came together. So I began managing uh, the social media feeds for that restaurant where I'd been working as a captain. And in time, I became the in-house photographer. And then I started working up all of their e-blasts and doing updates to their website and on and on and on. That gig eventually led to other gigs. And now, three years later, I run my own business where I work with chefs and restaurant owners to help them get a handle on how to market their restaurants. So how did my business take off? Really the same as any other successful venture. I knew that the best businesses serve a specific audience and fill a specific need. I saw that restaurants all over the city were struggling to fill their feeds with quality images. I saw the kind of photos that were being posted and I knew I could do better. What's more, I knew I could offer that as a service for a very fair price, a price that made sense for me and the restaurant owner. And that was the way I ultimately created more flexibility for myself. It was also a way uh, that I started growing my income to start saving for things that were important, like retirement and my son's college education and travel and so on. So the key to success, I found at least, was to answer one question honestly. It's the question that I talked about at the very top of the show. What are the stories only I can tell? I thought about what made me a good choice to do this kind of work and why clients should bring me on to do this work for them. The answer was that I realized I was in a unique position. So at the time I had more than 15 years of experience working in restaurants. I knew a lot about the industry. I'd build up a broad base of knowledge about food and wine and spirits and cocktails and service. I had also done a bunch of restaurant openings, so I knew what owners were dealing with. I understood the stresses that go along with with building and creating a profitable establishment, uh, the hiring, training, scheduling, uh, managing food costs and labor, and of course, getting the word out so that you can bring in a steady stream of new diners, the, the marketing. I could speak to them intelligently and address their unique concerns. That was how I built my business from the ground up by identifying what I brought to the table, by figuring out how I was different from some of the other agencies out there. So for one, I knew I was smaller. I could stay nimble and change course quickly if necessary. Since I was gonna be the one doing all of the creative work, it meant that I wouldn't have to bring in a photographer or a videographer or a graphic designer or a copywriter, since these were skills I already had. Um, I viewed my age as an asset, meaning I was old enough to remember the world before social media and smartphones, but still young enough to be proficient on the platforms. I knew that I brought all of that to the table. I also knew that the product that I was offering wasn't going to be for everyone, but I knew I didn't need a thousand clients or even a hundred. I just needed 10 to 15 steady clients and I'd be good. So I got specific and I made sure I was solving a specific problem for my audience. And for hundreds of years, I think that's been the model. Solve a problem and people will pay you for your solution. The same is true with restaurants. And so it goes all the way back to what we talked about in the early episodes. Identify your audience, meaning figure out who has a problem that needs solving, figure out a way to solve it and determine why your solution is the best solution. It becomes about identifying your competition and finding ways to separate yourself from the competition. So again, I'll use myself as an example. There are bigger agencies out there, more famous agencies, flashier agencies, ones with a fancy client list and so on, but they're also more expensive. And because they're bigger, each client may not get the same kind of uh, attention that a smaller agency like mine could give. So those were some differentiation points, and I tried my best to articulate those. I I pointed them out to the prospective clients that I was meeting with when I pitched them on my services. So the key to all of this was storytelling. I just told you the story of how I started my own business. Uh, I told you uh, a little bit about why I think my agency is unique, why I'm passionate about it, and why I think the work that I do matters you have to do the same with your business you can't just open up your restaurant and expect people to come flooding in you need a plan you need to learn to tell good stories your restaurant has a story the property the neighborhood the building the brand your restaurant has a story your people have a story the owners chef servers, cooks, bussers, hosts, dishwashers, and of course your guests, the story of their lives and how this restaurant fits in with them. Your menu should have a story. Uh, The layout, the design, the dishes, the ingredients may even have a story. By identifying those stories, you're going to start figuring out your identity. Don't just open up another pizza place. Figure out how you will be different from the other pizza places out there find ways to separate yourself from the competition. For example, if you're opening a bakery, I would figure out what your thing is gonna be. So, Dominique Ansel is known for the cronut. Patisserie Chanson is known for their Queen Amon. Christina Tosi and Milk Bar is known for uh, the confetti cake. So sure, each of those bakeries make other great items, but they have each become known for something specific, and in a way that helps them differentiate themselves. Incidentally, it also helps the customer spread the word about you. You're giving them a shorthand, a script to use when they talk about you, which is a very good thing because customers these days are going to do much of the marketing for you. So think of social media, for example, your restaurant may post once a day or maybe once every other day, but think of how many people come into your restaurant each and every night. And many of them are going to post about their meal. It's a way of broadening your reach to find new audience. It's a way of broadening your reach to find new audiences. So the other piece to all of this, the the other thing that I really want to make sure to leave with you is that marketers uh, will always talk about what makes a good marketing story. And a marketing story is always the same. It always takes the same basic structure. I used to think this, but then I discovered this and now I believe this. So think about how that might pertain to a restaurant. Uh, A new customer may not even say those words out loud. In fact, they probably won't. Uh, But they're going to internalize that feeling. They're going to think about it. I used to think restaurant A was the best pizza in town. But then I tried restaurant B, and now there's no comparison. Restaurant B is my favorite. Or I used to love the burger at restaurant X, and then I tried the signature burger at restaurant Y, and now I'm hooked. So now i'm not saying to literally tell your customers these stories but we tell stories in a variety of ways if we have a high-end restaurant we're telling the story of luxury and sophistication we tell that story in a variety of ways through the lighting and the music and the table settings the menu design the staff uniforms the presentation of the food the pricing and so on but what if you're an upscale place that maybe doesn't want to come off as stuffy. You're going to tell that story in a variety of other ways. So I think of a restaurant called Olmstead here in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. Um, it's first-class food, but unpretentious. Um, it's, it's really pretty casual. So the servers are dressed in jeans and aprons. There are paper menus that are attached to little mini clipboards. They serve uh, s'mores for dessert out in the backyard with, uh, with sticks that get sharpened before service. There's a sense of fun about the place, and yet the cooks are operating at a very high level. They are telling a very unique story based uh, based on who they want to be. All the choices they made uh, down to those menus and the uniforms and the s'mores out back, they all help communicate the story of that place. There is a story around Olmstead, and everything about the place helps tell that story. So again, don't just open another place. Figure out how you can stick out. Put another way, identify the things that make you remarkable. Think about why people should choose your restaurant. Why should they spend their hard-earned money with you and not somewhere else? I think the key is your story. You have a story to tell. Your place has a story to tell. Your staff, your guests, your food, your menu. So tell it. Am I ordering a pork chop or am I ordering a Nyman Ranch pork chop? The first is just another pork chop while the latter is telling a story about quality. Nyman Ranch is a cooperative of farmers and ranchers who all agree to raise their animals under strict guidelines to ensure a certain level of quality. I know more about the restaurant and the chef just by seeing Nyman Ranch on his menu. No one had to tell me that this is good pork. It was obvious when I saw Nyman Ranch listed on the menu. Think about your ice cream selections. Do you serve vanilla chocolate and caramel? Or do you have more unusual choices that rotate from night to night? Now, I'm not saying that one is better than another. They're different, and each one tells a different story to the consumer. You just have to decide what story you're looking to tell. It's funny that uh, I kept my two careers separate for so long because they have so much in common. Uh, On the one hand, I'm a playwright, and on the other, a marketer, but really, I'm a storyteller. Day after day, I work hard to tell stories to people who want to hear those stories. But that's what humans are. We need stories to survive. It's, it's how we're wired. So to ignore that would be to ignore millions of years of evolution. I challenge you to identify the stories only you can tell and to find interesting ways to tell those stories. Not with servers reciting a script and not with little text boxes on your menu but through small, nuanced ways by thinking carefully about each and every decision you make. So your assignment this week is to start small. I want you to take out three pieces of paper and clear 20 minutes from your schedule. On the first piece, I want you to tell me your story, who you are, where you came from, what you're doing, what you hope to accomplish, and what matters most in your world. Who are you and why do you do what you do? Fill the sheet front and back, and yes, I want you to handwrite it. On the second sheet, I want you to write the story of your restaurant. So tell me about the neighborhood. The building, the menu, the room, the staff, and your customers. Tell me what you're serving and why your restaurant matters. And it can be as simple as, I think at the end of a long week, this community just needs a great place to enjoy a slice of pizza and a soda. That's fine. Don't dress it up. If it's meant to be casual, let it be casual. But just tell me the story of your restaurant. It's one piece, front and back, handwrite it. Then, I want you to read them both over, and on a third piece of paper, I want you to write one through 20, and tell me 20 stories that only you can tell. 20 stories that only your restaurant can tell. What makes your place unique? What makes it remarkable? And why should anyone spend their hard-earned money with you? That's it. Your assignment this week should take 20 minutes and just three pieces of paper. Go and do the assignment. Before we go, of course, I always leave you with a little bit of continuing education. This week, I'm recommending a TED Talk uh, by a guy named Andrew Stanton. Uh, if you don't know him, he's a screenwriter and a director, probably best known for the work he's done on the Pixar films Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., and WALL-E. Uh, a warning, there is some language in the lecture, so you may not want to listen while the while there are little ones around, uh, but it's totally worth the 17 minutes of your life. Uh, it is Andrew Stanton. The, the name of the uh, video is... The the clues to a Great Story. Uh, it's a TED Talk and I'm linking to it in the show notes. Uh, go ahead and click there. Uh, as always, I appreciate you being here. My name is Chip Close. This is Restaurant Strategy. I will see you next time.